0: All the under, under Fafita, he's already got two! Put down for three! David Fafita.
1: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and
0: Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognize their strength, diversity, resilience, and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to elders of the past, present, and future as they hold the memories, knowledge, and spirit of Australia. Hello, and welcome to Bad Life Titans. I'm Matt, with me is Anthony and Tom, and we are three gentlemen that fucking hate ourselves. Um, How you going, boys? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, same old, same old. The work, studying, and getting let down by the Titans every week. So nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. just another week, another worst loss in the fucking of the year.
1: Yep, yep. No, uh, um, this one I actually had some mates over, and they were all Cowboys fans. So, um, yeah. oh, that's rough. Yeah, bloody tough weekend. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: There you oh, go, Tommy. Yeah, can't complain. just study and dreading a game on Friday night now. Um, yeah. but yeah, enough at much.
0: That's Yeah. Mate, yeah, I'm just fucking back at work and despite the weekend had a, despite the game of footy had a really good weekend. So um yeah, just um unfortunately I wasn't able to catch a game live and I've only seen so I saw bits and pieces of it and um yeah, pretty lucky actually. Didn't really didn't get a chance to properly rule my weekend.
1: Yeah, don't worry, we'll, yeah. we'll sum it up for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Oh, what do you say? Here you go, David. Go and get another try.
2: Your third.
0: The recap. Um, the only game of the round, the Gold Coast Titans defeated the Mendy Rays 58 to 47 in the first round of the Sapphire Cup. Uh, the Titans uh, absolutely smashed it on their first uh, debut game, and uh, gents, it's uh, what a way to what a way for the weekend to finish.
1: Oh, that's right. At least the, at least <laughs> some uh, some Titans girls are, are doing us proud. I think that was the yeah that was the only game this weekend. I'm pretty sure so. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I was say the boys, I don't know. yeah, yeah. The boys, the boys, I don't even think they got off the team bus. I think the plane plane got delayed or something like that. So, yeah, no, all seriousness, good on the girls, buddy. Um, with them and the NRLW team, it's uh, yeah, been the girls carrying the Gold Coast name at the moment, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, uh, well,
0: I guess we better do it. Uh, The Gold Coast Titans were defeated by the North Queensland Cowboys. 30 points to four. 30 points for the Cowboys. Dearden to Luggy, Drinkwater, Nanai and Luki with tries. Val with four from five and a penalty goal. Uh, Asako, well, the four points from the Titans come from Asako, and that was it. And... uh, I summed it up on Twitter, I think, well, one of us did on, on the thing is our biggest defeat, our worst loss, like, we lost this game well before kickoff, like, what the fuck are we doing? Putting David Fafita in the centres, bringing the fucking worst player in the club on for 80 minutes. Like, what is going on, man?
1: Oh, it's It's absolutely mind-boggling, I think. For the first time in in a long time, probably since we first hired him, I'm I'm seriously starting to question and and wonder about Holbrook a little bit. Um, obviously, it looked like he was he was doing some magic the last couple of years, but um, yeah, I, I just don't know what to say about. As you said, moving forfeeder to the centers, it was literally like he he just looked at the Sharks game with Talakai and said, "Oh, oh well, surely that'll just happen again." Um, but Fafita, he probably hasn't trained at centre at all over the preseason and the season. Um, and then, as you said, if it's if it's experimenting experimenting with it, it's one thing. But to bring Proctor back, as you said, for eighty minutes after we just got rid of him and dropped him for poor performance to to move Fafita just to bring him back was even worse. Um, and as usual, he's, um, Kevin Proctor's 39 metres meters run in 80 meter, eighty minutes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those players, that probably every team has them, but we seem to, I don't know, keep making the same decisions and picking the same guys. But, um, yeah, just the dreadful losses. is really... I think it's got worse and worse every week on the podcast here, I think. We've gotten more and more depressing. The team just seems to just be plummeting at the moment. So, yeah, I don't know what to think, really. It's just all negatives at the moment. There's obviously a few positives in the back line, but that's probably being a bit generous.
2: Yeah, it's just I don't think I've been this way after I came up in a long time. And, I mean, we had the game against the Raiders, but it was more just laughable that, you know, we we knew that that could happen and it did happen, so it's a bit more laughable with this game, like you, you just, you try to wrap your head around what the decisions were and why they were made, you know, you try to justify it and like I said Anthony, like you look at Talakai for the Sharks, the man is just killing players, you know, like the wall like as a religious man myself, the Lord couldn't even help Morgan Harper last week. Like he was just he was getting crushed. But I think when it get a guy like Fafia, what? it just I don't know, man. It was just so many better things we could have done. And um, and like I said, just bring up our Kevin Proctor, of of all the players, he he does not deserve a spot in his side. He had. He's had, I think, barely a good game this year. I think the best game he's had was when he made sixty odd meters against the Warriors. But like every other game he's played in, he's made like five runs for thirty odd meters. So I think on that weekend he had four runs for thirty six, like, and I think he played for sixty six minutes. H- how does that? How can you justify that performance to keep him on the side when I mean, he got Sam McIntyre? You know who has been doing bets for the um, Tweed? Yep. You know, yeah,
1: just yeah, that's right. We're, what has Sam McIntyre done? That's what I want to find out, and and uh, I'd love for someone to ask Holbrook sort of what's happening with with Sam because I, I read it on the the forum um, earlier in the week, and I thought Gee, shit, that does make sense. Like we actually handed Sam a contract extension you know for the next couple of seasons but Proctor's off contract at the end of this year and you think we wouldn't be renewing it so why not why not give the 17 jersey to a guy who you clearly think is gonna be in your squad for the next couple of years and he's obviously I I don't know I heard there was whispers he was injured or had a few niggling injuries earlier in the year but like you said he's been playing Q Cup and from all reports, he's been he's been doing quite solidly. So, um, yeah, I just Holbrook. I just, he seems to be, I guess, making a few changes, as we'll probably discuss a bit later. But um, they're still probably not the right ones. You can't just make changes for the sake of them. And
0: I just uh, want to know what he's fucking watching. Like,
1: yeah, like
0: we're, we're we're struggling to fucking get David a good ball when he's in the fucking second row. And then we're shifting him out another fucking position while he's out of position, and like, to accommodate fucking Sami on the other wing, that fucking, like, we lose Sami on the left side. So we fucking reshuffles our entire right side and left side and, and, and brings in the fucking worst player. Like what the fucking fuck?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah was- like, <laughs> what, are, what
0: are we fucking doing here, man?
1: Exactly. How is How is a guy hired? And like I said, it's it's not like it's a whole new coach as well. It's he, he's been here for three years now, and that's what I mean. We've been we've been pretty patient, and he's done some good things. But it's things like this. It just you've seen the fans on Twitter commenting like, "How is he a first grade coach? has he lost his marbles?" It's yeah. it's, well, pretty- it's, it's, it's
0: it's the sort of these are the sort of fucking moves that someone who is seriously under pressure and is, is searching makes. Like, this is like, I'm under the fucking pump here. I need a fucking miracle. Yeah. And, but like, it, it wasn't that hard. Like, you just push a Sarko to the fucking wing and you either put Will Smith at the back or fucking AJ and play Will Smith in the halves and yeah. bring in fucking Sammy Mack. And, or if you have to bring in fucking Proctor, put him in the 17 or whatever and, and give him fucking 20 minutes. They yep. don't give him fucking the majority of the fucking game when he wasn't even included in the fucking run, in, in the fucking 17 to start with.
1: What yep. like, fuck. Yep. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> a good on him. He's us it. A yeah, I like it. Bit of passion. But, um, but
0: hey, it's,
1: it's, no, nah, you figure you're exactly right. And it's it's bullshit. Like, And what I don't really understand is, like, I, I get the whole, a lot of footy coaches and players aren't on social media or they block the comments, but when you've got Titans fans everywhere, screaming for things like Tanner Boyd at nine and, you know, change it. Yeah. Proctor and Wallace fuck right off. Like it comes to a point where I can't believe they're not hearing the, the reading the comments, even from non Titans fans. And everyone can see, everyone can see that we need to make changes and, Proctor Wallace gone, Boyd the dummy half, so we have a bit more spark around the ruck. And I personally, I like AJ at six, but I, you know, at least he's trying something, I suppose, and throwing him back there. But it's been eight weeks until he's he's done it. So, yeah, he's stuck with pretty like, much the size for the first five weeks. And now it's like
0: Osako's been like okay. Yeah. But he hasn't been fucking very good.
1: No, no. As you can expect from a guy that sort of only got thrown in, only got signed yeah. in what round, round one or something, and
0: yeah, but yeah. I mean, it just it's fucking
2: killing me. It's it's frustrating when the entire premise of Holbrook coming to the club was you have to earn your spot. You can't, you know, he doesn't care about you name, know, He doesn't care about you know what you've done in the past. The whole premise was you need to earn your spot. You need to play week in week out. Why does Kevin Proctor keep getting picked? What? Why? I just—it yeah. just—it it doesn't make sense to me how he is still getting picked. Hell, I could have cared less if we ran on with sixteen. It, that's the way it feels half the time. That yeah. seriously, it's the way it feels half the time we've just run off from sixteen players. As I keep saying, the only reason why I notice Proctor is even when it gives. Pelonies away, which he gave three away in the first half, which pretty much killed us, or when he's because well, of his hair. That's it. That's all yeah. it is. I, I don't care if it's experience. There's experience and has the ability to do something. He has experience, but he hasn't got the ability to do something. I'd rather write Joe Funa right now, who's got a who's still busted his knee or something. I can't understand it. Help! put Tino at second row. Put Liu. At lock put yeah. someone else
1: at the top. I don't We're care.
0: Fucking, we got we got fucking Waller um, fucking Jolliffe, Lasani, Sam McIntyre all can play middle. All, like yeah. and, and fucking and, and McIntyre can play on the on the edge. So if if you don't want to put Tino on the edge, you put fucking Mac at the back or fucking put him in the like there's just so many different fucking options. And, and like I have been, you know, big staunch fucking Holbrook fan and, and, and supporter. But fuck me, mate, like, this is just, it just, like, I. Uh, there's a reason why I'm a fucking driller, mate, because I, I couldn't catch a fucking Chaco over a fucking shithouse. But, like, man, even I, I'm the dumbest fucking football person alive, and I can see the glaring fucking issues, like...
1: It's so obvious. And it's not,
0: mm-hmm. just, it's not just a one-week, it's not a one-off thing, it's been fucking going on all fucking years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not like we're just in a a down patch or something like that. Like, you can see it's been since, like, round one or maybe round two if you're being generous. But, you know, like, I don't know. I I guess I don't know if it's been looking a bit too down. But, like, I I was thinking, like, you know, we only just scraped past the Warriors without Johnston where we gave up an 18-point lead and thankfully run it down. And then we beat the Tigers on the bell, which we probably didn't deserve. Like we could dead set be the bottom of the table at the moment with either one win or zero wins. We could be shitter shitter than the dogs and everyone's putting it on the dogs at the moment. But I tell you what, I think we deserve a hell of a lot of flack as well, because you you take away those two narrow wins and probably undeserved wins. And geez, we're, we're winless to start the year and, now we're heading in to play Penrith and Roosters. Like it's, it's ugly pickings, but yeah. On the middle forward thing, boys, like I've I've said it on Twitter and I don't know if I'm going mad or, but I, I just think like even Aaron Clark, he strikes me like he's a good, good enough player, a solid player, but I'd love to see him. I, he reminds me obviously of like a, obviously not like Brendan Smith, but he reminds me of that Brendan Smith role where he could come off the bench and play like a, energetic lock forward sort of role yeah well that's that's how he he
0: started with us
1: yeah exactly that's right and that's we didn't buy him to the club to be a hooker and he's a great player but no disrespect to the guy he's not a hooker's asshole. like we've got so many better options and Tanner Boyd showed what he could do in the trial against the Broncos he was he was quite good added a bit of ball playing around the, the middle third of the field and it, yeah, it take a of, yeah, yeah, he's doing what a hooker needs to do where Aaron Clark he's sort of at the moment he's just like a tackling machine and uh just yeah passing the ball like and it, it's not good service so to me I'd love to see Boyd I guess it's promising he's at least named in the 17 this week but I'd love to see Boyd shift to the hooker spot and Aaron Clark sort of take that 17 jersey and yeah, come on in that middle third of the field and at least we have a dummy back up dummy half if there's an injury that strikes as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. just try something.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um I, I just can't understand. When, when we first played the Eels around one, I yeah, you know, like I think a lot of us were saying, you know, this has gotta be different. This is gotta be a good tight end side. And we looked at we looked. Fluent, we looked talkative, you know, we weren't staggered, and yet how quickly it's gone from round one to the Cowboys game. Yeah, it just makes me think what is going on at that club? Like, what, what, what's changed so significantly? Well, it, all, it all fell
0: apart, it fell apart two minutes at the 38 minute mark against Canberra. That's from, from that minute on, they've just been a completely different side.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just that's what I, I'm just wondering that like that Raiders game. Did, yeah, something is there like a magical presence in the Raiders change room. Like as you said, it was just like we come out in that second half and we were just a like we were just a whole different team, and we we've been on the downslope ever since. But oh. but you, like it was
0: the same as last year. We gave up that fucking big lead to the Broncos, and then. We just looked like absolute garbage for five weeks, six weeks. I don't think we won a game for six weeks after we after we lost to the Broncos last year. And then and then just something happened towards the end. that just something clicked. They just like they they won back backline movement or something like that, and then boom, they clicked. They're back into gear. And then I don't know. It's just fuck. Like yeah, they're a young side, and there's a lot of maturity and and there's a lot of you know. Um, lack of experience and and all that, but like, there's just no, like we're going backwards. There's no consistent, there's no improvement. There doesn't seem to be like, you you can't see the vision anymore. And like at the start of the year and the first couple of rounds, you could see the vision. You're like, okay, this is what we're looking to do. And we just seem to be going further and further away from that. And like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I, I've been here for fucking years, like, 10, fucking 12 years. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm fucking sick of it. Like, fucking pull your fucking heads in, you motherfuckers.
1: Yep. No, it's not but, fair. No, and especially this season, like I said, I think it's the highest us Titans fans have been for a long time. Like, we, we all thought, oh, this is the year. Like, you know, like... We're going to stake ourselves as a, a top eight side, a regular top eight side. And and then we, we turn in this crap week after week and you just think, seriously, are we, are we ever going to turn it around? Like, you know, you don't want to be too, too depressing, but you do. You think, well, we were actually on the up, uphill. And now it's just like, where are we? We're set back another few years again, probably, unless we can somehow find a magical potion but yeah i just yeah, yeah
0: and the free agent market next year is not too great like i don't know if there's, there's no hookers available unless read marnie's contract gets fucking fucked like there's no hookers there's no hookers available there's there's like there's no sevens or anything like that like it's like we're we're, we're like this for a couple of years and unless we can fucking change it around so
1: yeah that's that's the thing i was i was sort of um yeah actually thinking about during the the week like we've shown pretty much long term hope for a j toby and jaden they're all locked in as you said for a few years until about the end of twenty four twenty five twenty six around that area so if this if this spine if if we're truly like oh well this spine has shit hit the fan, like we're stuck with it, unfortunately. Unless unless we can find someone to take their contracts, which then we're paying a bit of their contracts anyway. So I think we've, I'm not, we've just got to play. I'm not at that point, I'm
0: not, I'm not at that point yet where we got to fucking shit. Like I'm I'm all in on Toby. I still believe in him. Yeah. But and and I believe in AJ and 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 you know Jaden's still like he he weighs fucking eight kilos like. Like they're gonna take time, but it's the guys like it's the forward pack that that like we we rated them as one of the best forward packs in the comp, and they're getting fucking destroyed week in and week out. Yeah, they've
1: like, got no. That's but-
0: the sort of shit. That's the sort of shit that that like you know the 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 fucking Neil Henry Titans in what was it 2016? Like they just fucking they just scrapped and scrapped and, scrapped and scrapped and scrapped and scrapped and scrapped and scrapped and fought and didn't give up and just like tackled their fucking asses off. (sighs) These these guys just don't care. No.
2: They 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 really don't. And like you said, like it's such a strange contrast. Look between the 2016 side and 2022 side. Like on paper everyone would say that the twenty two side is significantly better. But yet that 2016 side, the heart, the determination, the passion they show. Every week. And I think from memory, the the game for turning around was we had just lost to the Storm, I think, 38-0. Greg Bird comes in and says, we are not going to let that happen again. And they showed it. And this is something else that's really been pissing me off. Every year, we get the same shit. We have a bad loss. A player comes in and says, oh, we've got to do better. What happens next week? We don't. We do the same shit. And the next week, oh, we have... Or oh, we're fucked up. what well, we need to do better, so we're going to do it. Another game goes by. We haven't done it. It's, that's been something since Neil Henry has been sacked. Every single round, every single week, after a bad loss or a bad game, we have always come out and said, oh, we need to do better, and we haven't shown it. And, and that's what's really annoying me, is you keep talking about you want to show it. You keep talking about how you want to improve Stop talking and show it. Show it on the pitch. Show it on the field where it actually matters. You can you can talk all year all you want. You can keep saying the same shit. But unless you show it, no one's gonna start believing you. No one takes you seriously. And it just infuriates me that it just seems to be a common theme of this group. You know, like damn, like I'm never I'm not a professional footballer. Like these guys work fucking hard. I'm not gonna deny that. But damn. Part of the game is turning up every week and putting everything you can do in. This team should not be on two wins. It shouldn't be. This nah. team is one of the best teams we've had in a long time. And the fact that, like Anthony brought up, we could easily be zero and six right now, or well, zero and seven, sorry. We could easily be that if it wasn't for a Sean Johnsonless Warriors in the bounce of the Tigers game, like you said. It, Baffles me, and it just irks me how this team just has gone so backwards in such a short amount of time. And, look, I get the youth side. I understand that. And this team, I think in a couple of years' time, can be really good. I think it's going to be a dominant side. But, Dave, you can't improve a youthful side if the performances are going backwards. You can't change anything in this club. If you've got a young team and the performances keep going backwards, what's that going to do for the club in two, three years' time? Nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly, and that's right. It's, it's, it's just like and to hear Holbrook say that we haven't got a clue what's going on. That's even scarier.
0: Oh.
1: But, you know, I yeah. think everyone can see what the hell is going on, but. For a coach to come out and say that that's, thats pretty scary. Where we could find ourselves taking another month or two to find out what the hell is going on, where we don't have that patience. And um...
0: hey, Justin, you know what's going on? You keep fucking picking Kevin fucking proctor. Yeah, that's what's fucking going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. You keep making. We one on fucking this. try
0: with him on the field all year, and you keep fucking bringing him on. Like fuck
1: and probably let in about 20 of them too so uh i don't know it's 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 grim at the moment and like you said you want to hope oh maybe we can make a late season dash or something like that but honestly we just need we're a we're going to have to go on a
0: fucking almighty <laughs> run
1: yeah exactly we're we're going to have to go on like a the end of 2020 where we won six straight or something at this stage but uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's, it's concerning considering, you know, like you look at the teams that have gotten better this year and there's probably seven teams already locked into the top eight. So, you know, we're, it's between us, probably us, Dragons and Raiders and Warriors and Cowboys. my Muffet. Yeah. my foot isn't in the
2: top eight right now or, or fighting for that last spot, I think. Like probably maybe the Cowboys aren't definite in the top eight, but shit bad playing for decent football. And if they can yep. get a result this week. Like and I'm like, I'm looking at, at I'm looking at our next five. We've got Panthers, which we'll talk about. The Roosters, the Dragons, Sharks at Broncos. If you had said to me three, four rounds ago, I could I would say I oh, would probably win four, maybe. You know, three or four out of that next five. Bro, I see us barely scraping on win, maybe over the Broncos at this
1: exactly.
2: rate. And, and yeah. that's with a dragon side, but struggling. But shit, when you look at that dragon side, they're tough. They are gritty.
1: Yeah. They actually and give a damn.
2: Yeah. And if they've got a good Ben Hunt on that day, mate, you can wrap it up and say goodbye. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like yes.
0: we We have to win. We have to go six and three. Just to get back to fifty feet, like to five hundred fucking footy. like yeah, the next nine games. Like, and and it's there's, 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 like there's no easy games in there. Like, I can see easy five loppers in those next nine games.
1: Like, yeah. it's an interesting thing too. Like, that's what sort of makes me think: did did we rate this year and last? Did we rate last year a bit too highly? Like. I think from memory, did we only win? I think we only won about 10 or 11 games yeah, and 14 losses. Like in a normal season, and I, I know like we were the best team out of the three or four that were fighting for the eighth spot. But when you look at it, a normal season, that that's not a top eight side. That's a 10th, 11th, 12th sort of range side. So I was it a weird year where we just... You know the Sharks had all the rubbish going on with Morris, and um, you know the Raiders had the George Williams and Sticky Stewart problems. Like, did, did, were we just sort of the the ones that were lucky and and scraped yeah. in off other clubs struggling? And yeah, you know, maybe maybe we were too too unrealistic. But I mean, still looking at that that side on paper, as you said, Tom, it's it's a bloody good side we've got. I just I just can't work out what's going on and as we said last week like the attack in the first two maybe three weeks it looks slick where balls were going to hands decoy runners knew what they were doing everyone seemed to know the game plan whereas since that halftime at the raiders toby's throwing the ball to ground aj doesn't back himself with kicks now Jaden has never come back and I, I don't think he's injured because he's playing Q cup the last sort of week or so. Um, so I don't know. It's just like the, the wheels have fallen off the old, the old term, the wheels have fallen off, but it seems to be true because I just can't explain why our attack, which was sort of our saving grace has just completely gone down the shit shoot and joined our defense. So we're, We've literally got no sort of strength at the moment in either area of the game.
2: No. Yeah. And like I, I look I put it to this way. What like when he brought up the whole thing of, you know, where were we too, you know, a bit unrealistic about last season and all this year. Yeah, I guess yes, to an extent, because like you said, sharks, raiders, even the dragons, they had the barbecue thing with Paul Vaughn and all that. That derailed their season, but what, what annoys me about it now is that most of these guys right now they have tasted finals football. They know what finals football is about. They know how much it meant to be in a game because the emotion after the game we lost, like how hurt it was. Why is that not the factor at first season? Like why why is it that we, we've just come off a year where we made the finals? The squad has tasted finals knows what it's about why is it the case that now we're playing like a bottom full side i thought this is going to be a year if we get lifted up a year if that you know you know everyone would put every single bit of energy they have into everything they do every single game because they know what it takes to make finals football they know what it means to play finals football now like it just baffles me
1: yeah and that's that's what pisses me off big time like to agree with Paul Ken of all people I know, but like he said multiple times on 360, like NRL players, as hard as they train, no one's disputing that, but they have 80 minutes a week to get up and play, you know, where most of us work 50, 60 hours a week full time or whatever. These guys have 80 minutes to get up to where they've got to be their best for 80 minutes, a little bit over an hour. And yes, I know it's hard sport and everything like that, but, They've got one one time a week to show up, give their best and go all out. And when I see things like those lazy, just shithouse drop balls where it, even when they drop it, they don't sort of drop their heads. They just look like they don't care. And, you know, Kevin Proctor, three penalties in 20 minutes or 18 minutes, I think it was. Like, that's the sort of stuff that just, that's through not caring. That's not a lack of talent or... Ability, that's just, it's just laziness. And I don't know if it's a lack of confidence that that's just been shot out of them. But either way, you played to play rugby league. You know, you've got fans and behind you, members. And a lot of these guys... Long fucking suffering
0: members and fans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's how it seems sometimes is they seriously don't care. So, uh, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it might be a bit harsh, but when you when you invest so much time and and hard into them, it's um you'd like to see it repaid it a little bit more often rather than as I said, just lazy drop balls where it's it's the pass was right to your chest, but you just you clearly didn't didn't really care or didn't want to get the the shot against you. So yeah, I don't know. It's.
2: It's, it's just tiring. We've been putting up with the same shit for well over a decade now. I'll take off 2016, 2020, 21, because those years were actually decent for us in the last 10 years. But every, and I've all, I keep saying it in the spaces I do, every year we are told keep believing, keep staying with us, keep trusting us, and every year... Besides those three I mentioned, we keep getting disappointed. We keep getting let down. We keep shut. We keep. I can't even speak. It's just annoying. We're just not yeah. showing any faith. We're not showing anything that convinces us this is going to be a long term thing. Like, we, we've come out and fucking said we want to win what two premier shit end of this decade. Bro, yeah, we'll yeah. be looking like to make a grand final at this rate. And I don't know. You know, again, young squad. I might be thinking too much ahead, but pro. it just frustrates me so much. You know, I love this club. I have given everything, like, like just like you boys, everything to this club. But damn, there comes a point where you got to start questioning what what keeps you at this club. What is the reason that you keep wanting to turn turn on that TV or the radio or you know pull your phone in and live stream, you know, what is keeping you infested? Because at the moment, for me it's simply I just want to be able to say I stuck through this team for the good times and the bad times when we win our first premiership. But when's that going to be? When? Like I don't want to be a canola shark where we have to wait fucking 40 years okay. to win our first premiership. Oh what am I thinking of 40 years time? I'll be nearly 50. I don't want that. I don't want to be nearly fifty, and that oh, just oh
1: no yeah it's it's uh it's grim at the moment and as I said I think a lot of us were as as high as we've ever been on our chances this year and um yeah it's, it's not looking good at the moment it's um yeah looking like another bottom four finish so yeah it's out of words but. Fuck,
0: that's grim.
1: Very grim.
2: (laughs) I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
0: Okay, now moving on to the preview. And the Titans look to get things back on track as they take on the... Oh, fuck, the Panthers. Um, down there at Seabus Super Stadium at 6pm on Friday. Oh, here we go. Um, Bribo moves to fullback. Um, Sammy and Herbert on the... And Sammy and Marju on the wing. Kelly and Herbert in the centres. Will Smith moves back to five 5'8", uh, partnering Toby Sexton. Front row is uh, Mo and Isaac with Aaron Clark at hookup, Fafita and Firma in the back row with Tina at lock. The bench, Tanner Boyd makes his season debut um, along with uh, Lasani. Herman Essay makes his um, season debut and Kevin Proctor's still alive. Um, uh, like, what are, we, what are we expecting? 60,
1: 60, 60 to 4? Oh, I reckon. I reckon Penrith will keep it a bit closer than that. I think we might only do them by 30 or so, but uh, <laughs> I, I just hope for a public apology from um, our mates at the Big Cat chat, um, Jack and Nat. I hope, uh, I hope they really gave us a bit of a chance this week and didn't just laugh at us. I'll, I'll be tuning in later to listen, but um, yeah, it's uh, not, a, not a good week to try and turn your season around. No, nah. and it's
0: yeah. I mean, what do you say? Like, fuck, <laughs> like we're like we're just looking for a glimmer of positivity, and and there's not a single fucking scarec of it. Yeah. No I, no, I just don't know. I'd like it, it's well, if like, it, it, well, like, what? <laughs> I'm just speechless. Hey, like, what do you do? Like, what? What? Like. What can what what would you consider a positive like
2: oh, can losing I out twenty
0: four points to six
2: look well,
0: would that be a positive
2: To agree, I think Well, all I'm looking for this week is a statement is a response to last week i I have said it. I don't want to hear these guys keep yapping away, talking that they're going to do something. I want to see it. You know, this week needs to be a week. And, look, of course, there's always got to be that that tiny, tiny slimmer of, of hope that you can pull off one of the massive upsets of the year. Like, there's always that tiny little hope. But that only starts at the forwards. Get into these guys' forward pack. Lay foundations. That's the only way it happens. This is the week the forward pack has to stamp their foot on the competition and announce themselves that they are here. You know, you, you gotta do it against these sides. And it, it that's the issue, though. Like I'm saying this, and then you go look at the Panthers back line. I mean, for he can win this game on his own if you want to, like, that's the ridiculousness of it, and you know, but just. We just need to see something, something in a side that says, you know what, we were, we've been really poor these last few weeks. Let's at least go out and put some pride on, on these Joes and some pride on a new logo it was meant to be, this new era for the goal Coast Titans. Like, let's, let's just show something, show that we're you know, going to be competitive. I don't care if we're competitive for fucking 60, you know, for 40 minutes. Just show us you've got to be competitive. Show us you've got to turn up from the first whistle, match the aggression, match the physicality that this forward pack's going to bring. And then go from there. And you don't, don't, you know, fuck, don't go for 40. Do the whole 80. Just show us something, but you're not going to just keep talking all year. And you've got to actually show us fans, show the competition for crying out loud, but you are serious, but you're not going to oh
1: fucking hell frustrated man yeah no you're spot on like this is i just can't understand as a grown man like if someone was talking shit about me people all in the media slamming my name like i just can't believe a, a grown man should take that and say you know what fuck all of you i'm gonna show them all this week what i'm truly made of but it seems the opposite. It seems our guys just go into their shell and just hide away and, and cry to their mummies. Like I just, I can't understand it. And that's what I mean. Like these, this forward pack, it's the only way we can keep this close. And by close, I mean, you know, within 20 points, like it's the only way we can keep it fairly close is if our forwards actually rip in and stick it to guys like Fisher Harris and kick out and, it's not gonna be easy, but this is where you gotta show why you belong in the NRL and the forward pack's where you gotta start. And as we've been talking about for weeks, we've just ours at the moment just has not got grit or hunger or motivation. Like it's just they're good names on paper, sure. They're they're representative players, you bet. But when it actually comes to doing what you need to do on a footy field, they've got nothing. We're getting probably outplayed by the Dragons pack to, you know, they have Woods, you know. Jack. They got
0: outplayed by Luciano Le Lua, for fuck's sake.
1: Yeah, exactly. All of these guys, no disrespect, but they're not the names of, you know, Mo, Mo Fodawaka, origin player, Dave Fafita, origin player, Tino, origin player. Like, these are some of the biggest name forwards and most promising young guys, but they've just got no no balls. So I want to see him finally finally show that they're at least belong in the NRL and that they're not going to have people slander their names all week and just say, Oh, well, big deal. I'm still getting paid no matter what. So just stand up, just show a little bit boys. And, and then maybe, you know, Toby and AJ and that might have a chance to sort of do something a little bit flashy, but at the moment we're getting absolutely creamed in the middle of the park and, They've got nothing to work off the back of, so hold the freaking Really, roll your sleeves up really, get it done.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm shitting my pants at Jerome Luai just running rampant on our right edge, like oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy,
2: that's got kick yeah. oh, oh, that's got, got kick out, Taylor May, and oh, Isaac Taylor, right? Yeah.
1: Eh? Oh no. Oh, and then it doesn't yeah. get any better. On the other side, there's Cleary, like, yeah, you know, Crichton wrapping around the back. Crichton, Liam Martin, yeah. like honestly, you know, in all seriousness, this, this Penrith team is probably what they won 12, their first 12 last year. They're probably on track to do it again. In, in all seriousness, they're probably one of the greatest teams in the last decade or so. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, besides Melbourne, I, I honestly, maybe para, but I can't see anyone knocking these guys off anytime soon. But at least, you know, at least show a bit of hunger and, you know, just hopefully we show a bit of something. And um, you know, as you said, it's, a, it's our own fault though. Like this is where these games are the ones you look at the calendar as a fan and probably as a player, admittedly, and you go, all right, that's probably not a week we're going to win. That We can pretty much put a line through that one. But this is the exact reason why you have to beat the teams like Canberra and, you know, the Warriors and all of we'll these. Or take guys.
0: the games that you're fucking winning. Well, or take the games you're up against power, Or we'll take the fucking, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Take those
0: opportunities.
1: Yeah, win the games you should win against the easy teams. And as you said, even some of the better teams we've led. Um, take them opportunities. So, you know, if we're sitting four or five wins at the moment and you're thinking, well, even if we get smashed by Penrith, it's not nice, but at least we have those wins up our sleeve, whereas now we've sort of got the mentality, shit, we need to turn this around. And the next week or two, it's not the time to try and turn your momentum around. That's for freaking sure. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm just hoping
0: they fucking... Just get back to being simple, like um, hold the ball, complete your sets, play the simple game. Like stop trying to be like the whole book's trying to fucking reinvent the wheel. Rugby league, as you said in previous apps, Anthony, rugby league is a simple fucking game. You hold the ball, you complete your sets, you kick to the corners and you defend. Done. The points will come if they do those little things correctly and they can do it consistently against Penrith, I'm not saying like, yeah, this is going to be an upset, yada, 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 fucking whatever. But like, just put a bit of pride in the fucking basics of the game before you start throwing fucking cutout passes to fucking behind Patrick Herbert. Like, just do the simple things. and, And that's all I want. That's all I want to see. Just get back to being a fucking football side again. Yeah. Get the basics. Play with it. a bit of intensity. Yeah. Just play yeah. like tackle hard, line speed, fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: get the basics right first before trying to, as you said, do these freak, you know, plays that, you know, <laughs> as young fellas, I, I don't know, is it they want to be on the highlights reels and they want to do these big moments. And, but it doesn't matter if, you, if you're a bottom four solo. No one gives a shit about those big plays. It's not going to make you, you know popular or anything like that like just do the right shit and like I said we'll, we'll AJ back to one I know a lot of people have been calling about it um calling for it on on Twitter Titans and non-Titans fans but I don't like it I think AJ for me was he had it he's shown that he's, he's could be a really good 5-8 you know he had a great short kicking game a, a good running game when he wanted to like and fairly good defensively, but, you know, it it seems to me, I I just think we should have stuck long-term, Campbell at one, AJ and Toby in the halves, and Tanner Boyd at hooker. You've just got to ride the wave, I think, because Cooper Cronk and Benji Marshall, two of the best minds in rugby league, they've said multiple times on Super Saturday, like, as a halfback and a spine player, it takes you, 40 50 60 games into your career to finally know oh right that was a shit pass I should have done this instead or you know oh yep I'll take that option I'll do this kick and it's not going to come straight away so I think we should have stuck with it but I don't I don't know if uh, he's lost the faith in Campbell because as I said he's not he's not injured he's back playing Q cup footy so um, yeah,
0: is it, is it just to, to get it like because he had fucking smashed ribs? So is yeah. it just to get his match fitness back up? Like he only I mean played two yeah. games.
1: Yeah, I so hope.
0: Mate, mate, and get him back there and, and getting like let him get a bit of form. Like I, I'm all for Jaden Campbell spending a bit of time um at yeah, Burley and and getting some form and fucking you know ter- like terrorizing some of those q Cup players and you know like just re- rediscovering why he's was like the hype beast that's that's that's, totally fine by me and i'm totally fine with aj going back for a bit just to for him to rediscover a bit of form like him he might just need to like run off a pass in in a gap to fucking to to rediscover his running game or just remember what it's like just like just a different perspective to see how the game's played and and um yeah yeah like I,
1: I, i definitely hope you're right and it it makes sense if that's the case, you know, Jaden just getting a bit of a bit of sort of footy back in the legs, and AJ just rediscovering his mojo a bit. I, I definitely hope that's the case because, like I said, I've seen a lot of people. Oh, just throw AJ back to one, drop Toby and put friggin' Will Smith at seven. Like, you just you can't do that to young guys. You know, yes, if they're playing absolute shit house, you know, yeah. think he's got about- the problem. No, he's not. That's what I've said. Like, Toby's not the problem. And as I alluded to earlier, like, if your forwards are getting absolutely bitched, there's nothing yeah. a half can do. And probably include our hooker in that. If your forwards are getting bitched and your hooker isn't that guy that can come up with a bit of a spark or energy through the middle, like, I think Tanner Boyd could provide that. And I know I've said it. And probably harping on a little bit but I think like a, a nice flashy guy around the middle to sort of take some pressure off AJ, AJ and Toby where they don't have to come up with the the big play or you know the defense thinks it's going to Toby but Tanner might take a scoot the other side like this is the thing we've got to support these young guys we can't just throw them out there and say oh well they let's hope they kill it you know they're talented guys they they need maturing and they need help from the coaching staff through making some smart team decisions.
2: Yeah.
0: And like, as you go, as you just touching on what you said before about Cronk and, and Benji Marshall, do you know, like, has anyone from the club ever reached out to someone like Cooper Cronk or Benji Marshall to to like say, hey, come on, we've got these young halves that we're highly invested in would you mind coming down and doing spending a couple of hours a week um just to sort of go through a few things like who have we got like we don't really have anyone in the club that's that's been a a really successful half like that clubs are doing that all the time i just don't see see why we haven't done that like
2: Uh, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous and like I remember, I don't know, don't know if it was last year or the year before, but Matt Rogers kept getting asked, you know, oh, you know, it would be great to see you at the club. And just real quick, I thought bringing Matt Rogers in this year would have been a superb thing for AJ. You know, both left left foot. You know, Maddie, as well, all know, was one of the most versatile backline players you could get. You know, he could play fullback, five eight, the center if you needed to, like. I thought bring in Matt Rogers to mentor yeah. AJ for the offseason. They
0: probably just they just probably didn't want to get sold any amway.
2: Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, it just I don't know. And but like, yeah, it just doesn't ever seem to be that we bring in anybody yeah. to help these guys. And it frustrates me like they're so help bring in Nathan Friend. Yes, he wasn't yeah. the most flashiest of guys, but he was a damn good hooker. To, yeah. to I just oh I can't understand this club sometimes and honestly I think for, for me like I know this is going a bit off track, but looking at the squad, like I would really love some changes changes to be made. I, I really would love to see Tana go tonight, Eric to the bench. Tino and use like, swap. I think Tino at the prop this game up against Fisher Harris is I don't know. I feel like that would be a bit better of a matchup. I just and I think from memory, Liu had some very good games at lock. Like he yeah. can play yeah. it. Um, and then, you know, um, Sam for Proctor and then, yeah, just have Clark, the say S A Tyre on a bench. Have Tano at prop with Fatoaka, Liu at lock. Um, and uh, yeah, bring a poor Turner for Will Smith. You know,
1: like isn't it amazing if kind few of, changes can you look at it and good. you think, Wow, you know, like that could actually that's a smart option. Like all those changes you mentioned there, I agree with every single one of them. Like
2: Yeah.
1: It's it's, it's you know, more than it's more than seamless. We've definitely gotta change our heart, our effort, and goddamn our defensive structures. But Tom, that is spot on those changes they would at least make a little bit of difference and they're so obvious to I reckon about 90% of the NRL community probably 99.9 and the one guy that can't see it is Holbrook but (laughs) hopefully he comes to his senses soon I just need a um, need an answer need some changes soon so it's just ridiculous
2: and yeah like I'm saying like I feel like just to just to swap Liu and Tano just you know I love Tano and you know and all that but I just I don't know if he's a ball playing lock because that's what the block is turning into now. It's no longer just that that extra guy for just running hard. You have got to start turning into a ball playing lock. And I think Liu has a bit more of that in his bag than Tano at the moment. I just feel like swapping M2 around and Especially then, you know, Tino up against Fisher-Harris. That would do a bit, like, if he could dominate Fisher-Harris, A, that would give you confidence, B, that would give the team confidence seeing that captain dominate one of their most ferocious players. Like, that would just do so much confidence for the And You know, McIntyre for Proctor would do so much more because least McIntyre, I think, the one game he did play, he had 20 minutes. He made 60 metres in 20, you know, and we're saying Proctor made, can't make that in 66, you know, like, hell, even even if you don't want to swap Tino, put SASA on at the start. Here's a point to prove SASA. He had two free games last year. He had a good trial. Here's a point to prove, you know, put him at prop and bring Leu or Fodawaker off the bench. Like, you got to... Just as changing things, but you've got to start looking at, I guess to an extent, what can propel us forward. You know, I don't know, I don't know. Look, it's got to be the same story. We get a little glimmer of hope, you know, just before kickoff, and then it's gone within the first five minutes. And I think that's been a generous five minutes, but
0: yeah, I oh, no, mate. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> we are without hope. Uh,
1: it's just. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. You just and you can always tell when they're having an off game, like that Cowboys game. I I told all my Cowboys mates, like I said, I could tell from the first, as you said, five minutes, like this one's over. Like, and they're, like, oh, no, no, there will be a comeback. This, that, but I'm like, no, this one's over. Like, they just did not give a shit. you could tell from the whistle, they did not care. Um, and I, yeah, just reading, actually, boys are. Been doing a re- bit of reading while you guys have been talking, and um, for what it's worth, Phil Gould, the old Bulldogs legend, um, he, he's had his say, and he, um, he he's basically said what we've been saying that you know they love playing football with the ball; they're not keen without, um, keen on footy without it. They've always bought attacking players, players that can score them points. They've never. Put a view towards building a grit and a value for defence. Yeah. No, he goes on to yeah. say it more, but that's pretty much what us boys have been saying tonight. Like,
2: pretty much. Yeah. Just the, the yeah. only guy. Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, oh, I was just gonna say it's just yeah the, the usual as we we just touched on a bit earlier like you can't throw the ball around and score these miraculous tries that you know. I must admit, it's bloody brilliant to see, like, the, the comebacks that we've had, but I'd much, much rather a team with, you know, a set of balls that just wins the game, you know, 30 to 12 or 30 to 16 comfortably and doesn't have to try and do it from, you know, coming from 20 points behind, like, it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's- yeah.
2: Yeah. It's no coincidence but the last year where we really felt comfortable was the year that Neil Henry was in charge and the thing was, you look at the guys he brought in that year Chris McQueen, Taylor, especially those two boys those guys came in and changed their defense you know, they weren't big names they're not these massive great players but shit, they came in and just helped so much defensively and we don't need to keep going out and getting all these big names. Like I'd rather get, see us get three, four guys to just play. But shit, do I like, give everything every single game? You know, and, oh, I don't know. Yeah, really it was
1: yeah, that was a good. It was a good side as it was a terrible side probably on paper. But as you said, like the Zeb tires, the even Shillington for God's sake, like. These guys just, they're not flashy. They don't they don't win your games by themselves and they just get in and do the hard shit that no one wants to do. So maybe we need to hit the drawing board because probably outside of Tino and maybe Liu, like the rest of the guys in the forwards, they're really just sloppy defensively and they don't seem to want to get in and, and fight in the middle. So... Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe the other guys need to start looking at them too, but um yeah, i I don't know, we just for this one, just try to at least show something positive, and um, I don't think any of us are expecting a win or even, yeah, a competitive game, so I suppose if we keep our hopes low enough, we might might get a surprise when it's a thirty to 18 scoreline or something I don't know but I um, oh, just gotta yeah just gotta try and stay in the fight and um, yeah you definitely definitely won't be coming behind with this Penrith team yeah Titans yeah plus?
0: Number two. <laughs> yeah sure why not Titans Titans uh, to get within 13 <laughs> love it <laughs> Okay, oh, well, as if we haven't been depressed enough, what have the Twitter questions got for us?
1: Oh, as you can imagine, uh, plenty of love, plenty of um, positive attitude and supportive messages from non-Titans fans, as you can probably ima- imagine with Twitter, so um, now nah, all seriousness, thanks. Uh, once again, everyone's sending them in. Um, we'll, just, we'll just jump straight to it. Um, is, uh, oh, I don't know who this, uh, this loser is, but he's um, at the biggest tiger. I don't know if you blokes have heard of him. <laughs> I've, uh, I've blocked him anyway, so hopefully we won't see any more rubbish come out of his mouth. But um, he said, uh, how, how could a team as good as yours on paper be one crazy bounce in your favour away from one to six? You lose that game to us, you are probably last currently.
2: Fuck you, Big T. <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> I don't
1: care that you gave us a podcast. I'm off, you mate.
0: <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, oh, no.
1: boy, we
2: touched. We it's touched about it only a couple of seconds ago. I think you know. Yep. Yeah, yep it could be very real. One six help. Zero six. Sean Johnson was playing. I, yeah, it's, I don't
1: know. it's 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 very true. Unfortunately, um he's completely right like uh, yes it was a great effort play from Aaron Clark to force the knock on but honestly it was one of the, one of the luckiest kicks I think um, and one of the luckiest bounces and thankfully he didn't ground it so it's definitely you enjoy all wins but uh, it's definitely not one you can sort of look back in September and say oh yes we're a solid top eight side now and that was one of our best wins. Like eh, there's, there's wins where you grind out a nice hard fought win and then there's just getting lucky. And uh, I think that was just a case of that. So, um, yeah, will we'll move on, um, at Mads GCT. Um, Do you think Dave Fafita will stay with the Titans long-term or move to another team once his contract is up?
0: Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. It just depends. Like, all the Broncos, everyone on Broncos Twitter is like, oh, he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. But, like, I don't know how they can afford him. And I don't think he's going to be getting a million dollars a year next year or whenever it is. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's it's a very interesting question. Like, he's gonna need to play. He's gonna need a massive second half. Was this, is this his second year? This year, or is it his third? Yeah. no it's his second, isn't it? Second. Year, so. so yeah, so he's got another a year and a half with us. So yeah, he's gonna need to. If he's gonna get another million dollar contract, he's gonna have to blitz it. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like. I'd really like to see him come back, but if he doesn't, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress.
2: It'll, it'll, it would be a shame to see him leave because of the potential he has got. Yeah. But at the same time, if he does leave, well, that a leaves a good chunk of salary cap for us, and b. We can sort of start restructuring the squad to an extent, if that makes sense. Like we don't have to just focus; like all the focus just won't be on David and what he does, yeah. you know. And look, I I think I put it to you this way: if we don't improve this year and continue on the way we're going, he's gone. I don't I don't think it matters what we do next year, I think he'll go because he can talk to cl- clubs in November. And if we're not going well, I think he's gotta be gone. Cause what well, other than the money, what incentive does he have to stay, Tino? Like
1: Yeah. I think I think you're on the money. Um and speaking <laughs> of money like that in in, re- in reality, that was the only thing that sort of got him to the club, otherwise he would still be a Bronco, so um, I think definitely if we don't figure out how to use him properly, which for some reason we've absolutely lost the ability to play with David Feeder for some reason, Uh, if we can't figure out how to use him and make him the best player that he can be, then why the hell would you stay around? Like It's it's going to gonna depend, as you said, Tom, on the end of this season because like, I think you'll be straight into the ne- negotiations come November. And I, I know I've heard that we've started discussions apparently with Dave on re-signing, but there's not a chance in hell that he's um, he's going to sign off on that anytime soon with the way we're going, so... Um, I don't know who would have the money to sign him that would be of any sort of improvement on his career, but um, um, I'm sure there'd be a few of the sort of five to eight, maybe four to eight teams that could do some shuffling. And if it meant Dave Fafita, they could, you know, add him to their team and they might know how to use him properly properly. I dare say they'll be definitely having a look at it. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't see him staying because, as I said, he really didn't want to come to the club. It was more of a um, force thing, if we're honest. Um, like it took an extra two hundred thousand or so a year to get him over the line. But Tino will be trying his hardest, and they're they're good mates. But yeah, I I don't know. It'll, it'll be a thing we'll have to see, but. I don't know. At the moment, I can see him probably leaving, unfortunately. But, yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully he stays because I think once we learn to use him like we were last year, we'll be a much better bloody team. All right. Uh, Next question uh, from our good mate Colt, Sando 78 Thanks for always tuning in, mate. Um, he's got a good question, which is probably a lot of, a lot of Titans fans asking and, and especially a lot of non-Titans fans I've seen out there. Um, in your eyes, was it a big mistake letting Fogs go and pinning our hopes on Toby? His confidence looks a bit shot at the moment and there is absolutely no plan B if he needs a spell. We've gone backwards from last year.
0: Yeah, I think like, yes and no. I think something's happened with that foggity. Um, that Fogarty issue. Like, um, he obviously seen that we were pushing towards a Toby Sexton future, and because what he only had one more year left with us, didn't he? And then, and then he yeah. was gone. So, like, I why? Yeah, like I can understand why he left, and we obviously weren't going to give him any more than a year. So, um, like, yeah, I think it may have been a little bit short sighted. Um, uh, but at the same token, like I wasn't the biggest Fogarty fan. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I liked him and all that, but I just didn't think he was as good as what, um, he was made out to be sometimes. And he was great for us at the time and, and, and did what he needed to do. And, you know, it's a shame he's gone and all that, but. Yeah, like the money he ended up getting at Canberra, I think was probably over. So.
2: Yeah, I, I just think, like, hind, hindsight's telling me yes, obviously, because, you know, there is a bit of a form struggle at the moment. Um, you know, not not solely on Toby, obviously, you know, we've, we've talked about forward pack and, and all that, but. It, it would have been good to have had someone just come in, sort of just stabilize a bit. Because that's that's what I liked about Jamal when he first came, was he just brought that stability where we were lacking in the halves and um, but at the same time, no, because you know, so we're back in our future on Toby, and like to- Toby has the potential to be a very good halfback like a Queensland. Representative full back, half back. Like, he's got the potential. But, yeah, I mean, it's just looking at a squad. I mean, the only guys that could cover the seven, let's say Toby needs to go down to Queensland Cup for a couple of weeks, we've got Tana Boyd, Thomas Weaver, or Will Smith, maybe Paul Turner. I could leave with Tana. The other three, like, Tom is 19 well it's not a half back and full has played effect, three or four games like it's I don't know I don't know it's a, it's a it's one of those hindsight questions I guess is the way I'm saying
1: yeah yeah it's it's a tough one and I think I've changed my answer about six times throughout the year every time I hear it sort of the statement made like on one hand, I think, as you said, Matt, I think a lot of outside fans, like I don't know if they watched a lot of Titans games last year, like Fogarty really isn't the player that I think a lot of them think he was. Like no yeah. doubt he was, as you said, Tom, he bought stability, I guess. And um, But yeah, a lot of him, I think, picture Fogarty as... Um, you know, like a top eight halfback that how the hell did we let him go? Like there's going to be the West Tigers articles. How did they let Jamal Fogarty go in 10 years' time? Like a lot of the times last year, I I still remember, I think it was a a Bulldogs game or it might've been the game against um, the Roosters or something like that last year. Yeah, it was
0: the Roosters game where he fucking just botched it at the end and we were up and then lost it
1: yeah in the knights game um, where we were sort of fighting for finals contention i think it was the, the third last round last year like i remember he threw it straight over the sideline when we were you know within a trial to you know reach of beating newcastle like and, and i think it was the doggies game i'm thinking of i remember him and Aaron getting into a bit of a fight and I remember, I think, AJ and those sort of guys, they were actually pushing Ash Taylor. They were pushing Fogarty out of the way or Aaron Clark was going the other way to Ash Taylor instead. Like, I don't think the teammates, as much as he was a good leader, I don't think the teammates sort of trusted him to come up with the big plays. So, yeah, yeah. and then on the other hand, I think, well, to be honest, I probably would have kept him instead of signing Will Smith. That one's the weirdest signing of the, you know, of the year. I think like I would have just kept Fogarty, maybe bring him off the bench as a fourteen to cover Hooker, and if yeah. Toby yeah, I needs a bit that. of a spell, yeah, yeah. If Toby needs a bit of a spell, you can put Fogs in for a couple of weeks, or you know, just to completely blow the team apart in the halves department and put it on these two guys and we've we've got no plan B. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think at the moment, I think it was a good call letting him go long-term, but probably I would have kept him this year just for depth and, you know, not experience because as we know, experience is a bit of a dirty word. Like good experience is good, but, Kevin Proctor style level of experience is absolutely house. So um, yeah. it's not everything, but, um, yeah. Uh, I another question. Uh, yeah. From Brayden, uh, Brayden J Brady, uh, one of the, one of the best blokes, definitely follow him on Twitter if you haven't already. Um, He's got some hot takes. I uh I have to call it, call out <laughs> on it every now and then, but um he's is a, he's a great bloke. So uh, I'm all, I'm
0: I'm 100% yeah. behind his anti-sharks.
1: Um Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. No, he's uh he's definitely the sharkies and he, he backs Benny Hunt for origin, so he's got is he fought – you can't you can't doubt that the bloke has opinions and he he backs it up with some logic at times, so um <laughs> But yeah, he's got a bell, He's got an absolute. Uh, he's got an absolute bell ringer for us. Um, real question time. Holbrook rings you. Yes, you. He says, "Look, mate, you can do three things to the team right now to help us win. What three things would you do? And it doesn't include buying new players."
0: Okay. Um, I'm swapping Bo Firma and David Fafita back. Um, I'm putting McIntyre and Turner on the bench instead of Proctor and Smith. And I'm hiring Cooper Cronk as a consultant.
2: Yep,
1: can't argue with any of them. Yep.
2: Yeah, um, I think for me, it's put Paul Turner at six, um, Turner Boyd to the nine, Aaron to the 14, and the last change. Um I think I'm gonna back myself on this. I think swap Tino and Liu.
1: Yep, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people in saying that. Um, yeah, I'd probably go um, number one it'd just be just back the young spine. Just have AJ at six, Toby at seven, Campbell at one. Uh, definitely number two move Tanner Boyd, as you said. Boys Tanner Boyd to number nine, and put Aaron Clark on the bench as that sort of middle forward um, budget by Brendan Smith style role, um, and yeah number three. Uh, find a new defensive coach. Uh, Jim Dimmick <laughs> has a bit has a has a big sort of name in rugby league circles, but. Uh, hasn't done anything for about three years so um but if that's counted as buying a new player then i'll I'll back you as well uh matt and say dave back to the other side and firmer to the right edge so yeah hopefully hopefully those changes we suggested would do something anyway but, um, Justin,
0: our DMs are open, mate. So um, just just slide right in, and, and yeah, we're we're available for consultation at a, at a minimal fee. Yeah.
1: I've le- I've left my mobile phone number at the uh the gates of Parkwood every day for the last <laughs> few weeks, but I don't know if it's getting lost. So yeah, give yeah. me a call, mate. We'll we'll sort it out. Yeah. But, um, well, we'll finish on a bit of light heartedness. Uh, our mate Prince Philip, Callum Malarkey. How will you boys be celebrating one of the club's greatest victories this Friday night? <laughs> Probably with some
0: smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's how they do it.
0: Yeah, I, just smelling salts to wake up from a fucking faint induced coma.
1: <laughs> what about you, Tom? <sighs>
2: If we actually were able to win,
0: I'm gonna crunk the fuck up. Hey? Like, if we win, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna get fucking banned.
2: <laughs> will
1: be banned.
2: I, I think, I think, if we win, I'll be texting that at Jack every day until I apologize. If that's what I'll probably end up doing yeah, yeah. making sure they apologize not not just a tweet video proof of them apologizing yeah
1: yeah I think either way it's going to end in big cat chat blocking us or or we just block big cat chat it's gonna it's gonna end in a blocking it's a shame to see two of the great podcasts um, leading to that but oh it's, it's gonna be shit talk either way but yeah um, Yeah, I think if uh, yeah, if we end up celebrating a win on Friday, I uh, I think I'd probably um, probably uh, pinch myself and wake wake the fuck up because I'm I'm clearly dreaming at that point. Um, But yeah, you'd love to think there's a small miracle in rugby league, but real realism's got to hit you, and it's um, yeah. We'll just see. We'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah. don't, don't know if there'll be much celebrating, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, he
0: didn't. He didn't specify which Friday.
1: Yeah, that's right. It bounced <laughs> Friday.
2: <laughs> Obviously not this Friday, but a Friday.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, oh yeah, definitely. I don't know if uh, we're clearly hallucinating if it's this Friday, but. Yeah, we're bound to have a great Friday. There's 20, 20 odd weeks left, so we'll get it done one Friday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, that'll that'll be it for the questions this week. But um, thanks to everyone for being so supporting, loving, and um, embracing us as the rugby league community <laughs> does. Um, and yeah, make sure to always send your questions in every week. apart from more misery? No, I think much of the same. And, yeah. Um, yeah, good luck to Big T editing this. I'm sure he'll have a chuckle and send us a bit of a message later um, saying how depressing we are. Um, but, no, I think uh, we're accurately representing how uh, Titans fans are feeling at the moment. Yeah.
0: All right, that'll do us for. Episode 10 of Bad Life Titans. Don't forget, you can interact with us at Bad Life Titans on Twitter. Uh, myself at HammersH4MMERZ. Uh, Tom at JetZero underscore 10. And Anthony at GC underscore Anthony. Don't forget our good friend at The Biggest Tiger and the Sports Best Friends Podcast Network. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um Yeah. Hopefully
1: we're um, not as depressed next week. And, um, yeah, see you next week.
2: Let's go, Titans. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember... Social media isn't a bad place, you
2: just need to follow the right people.